Welcome, my chingus, to episode 123 of This Week in K-Pop. In this episode, we will talk about 1NB, BTS, Dear and Jaehyun, George, Honey Street, Card, Keegan, Red Velvet, Rain, Rhythm Power, Eves, and Zion T. Stephen, with me as always is my co-host Josh. Hello. Ooh, that was extra weird. All right. This week in K-pop <laughs> is a discussion podcast that covers the last two weeks of K-pop music video releases. We start each episode with our favorite songs of the last two weeks, and then we conclude with our uh, brand new section, Big Names, No Games, <laughs> where we talk about our disappointments of the episode. Just kidding. It's not new anymore. You can find more of our show on iTunes, SoundCloud, and other podcasting platforms, and you can visit our website, thisweekinkpop.com. Welcome back to a semi-regularly scheduled episode, Josh. Welcome, welcome. Yes, we. this one is actually around two weeks. I think it's probably more like uh, two and a half, two and and a half weeks. Yeah. Um, but we're doing it. And, you know, I mentioned Big Name No Games because in my head I was like, it's a brand new section. We haven't hated that many things in a while. Yeah, it, it's it's really been Big Names so-so games or sub-game as of late. Yeah, but this is definitely the return of big names, no games. I disagree. I don't think it's a full return of big names, no games, because there are a few songs in big names, no games that we we think have some game. Well, I I, mean, I give maybe big name song, decent game, music video, <laughs> definitely no game. All right, well, definitely, we'll get... definitely hot, uh, burning pile of trash game. Yeah, but speaking of hot pile of trash, I am... St- <laughs> I'm continuing editing, hopefully, <laughs> and you will get this podcast sooner rather than later. We forgot to say Happy Thanksgiving the last time, even though right now it's like December already. Oh, right. But, you know, just Sorry. in case you may never get this, you know, Merry Christmas, guys. You know? Merry Christmas. Yeah. Merry Who knows? Christmas. Let's just cover our bases here and say Merry Christmas in this one. Yeah. Happy New Year, maybe. You know? Yeah. Maybe even Happy New Year. Maybe even Happy New Year. You know, happy Valentine's Day. You know, whatever. Who knows when this is coming out? But uh, we have a kind of a very 2017 or very return to form type of episode uh, this episode, we got not that many amazing songs, and we got a yeah. whole bunch of like sevens or sixes. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those 2017 episodes. If you have been following up with our podcast, if this is your first time listening, then sorry. Yeah, but we got a lot of kind of uh, new names, probably some you don't know, because that's what yeah. a podcast is good at. And also a lot of names that we also have not, we don't really recognize, so... Yeah. So, uh, Josh, this time you won. It's not Kai Bo anymore, but it is Random Number Generator Fun Time. And you won Random Number Generator Fun Time. So you got first yeah. pick. So I did get first picked. And my song of the week, I think if I didn't get first pick, I think you also would have picked this song, right, Steven? I would have. Yeah. If you can think about it, this is kind of like our co-best song of the episode. But that is by someone you probably have not heard of because we have not heard of him as well. Uh, his name is George, or in Korean, Georgie, and his song is called Boat. Boat. 
Now, Georgie, he is a Korean R&B chingu. We know, like we said, nothing about him. But this song, right when I listened to it, it was like, oh man, I definitely have to put this up like in my favorite songs of the episode because maybe after 10 seconds of just hearing it, you're you're hooked. You know, the song is really fun. Uh, it's more of a popular R&B song. It's, it's just all about being happy, you know, hanging out with your friends, doing something that you enjoy. The song is about him just, you know, going out on a boat with his friends and fishing and then, you know, eating what they catch and all that. And it's very carefree. And, you know, it's just like, I'm a live life kind of song. And his voice really, really matches that. Um, it's got kind of this energy to it. And it's it's really light. And there's no real rapping in it. So it's more R&B uh, than hip hop. But it does kind of have more of a hip hop backing track. Yeah, it's kind of interesting in a way where it's like, it's not fully in either category, right? He yeah. puts in a little bit of like little swaggy, swaggy bits sometimes. Yeah, there's enough singing for it to be an R&B song, but the song is like made to, it feels like it's made to be a hip hop song, but there's no rapping in it. Yeah, but it's just such a fun song. I mean, even if you don't watch the video and you just heard the clip on a, on, on our thing, which by the way, you should definitely watch the music video. Oh yeah. But we'll talk about that in a second. Like it, this song just is so just fun and it's very smooth right his voice is very unassuming it's you know perfect i think for for this type of song um because he had another song right and we just didn't really like it as much mm. this one i think it is perfect for for his style is there, any, is there anything else yeah. before we get the video josh no i mean the song is just really really go listen to it because i don't think a lot of people actually know of this it's got like maybe forty thousand views on youtube right now and i was i was trying to look around and find either the audio version for it because i really wanted to download it the first time i heard it and actually couldn't really find anything he does have a soundcloud where he uploaded it but besides that i don't think it's getting very much attention so yeah i think the only reason even has forty thousand, if you read all the comments it's just like got sevens jb brought me here or got sevens j bomb brought me here so um, if you like Got Seven, this is Got Seven recommended. George's boat. Watch the music video because uh, everything Josh said the song was about. That's what the music video is. It's just him 
what seems like his good ass friends, like his real friends. Yeah, they got it. It's got to be his real ass friends, and it, it's definitely him because none of these guys are like, you know, I don't want to like they don't they're not celebrity pretty. <laughs> they just look say, like you know? regular old dudes. I mean, he looks yeah. like a regular old dude. Yeah, like it really looks like he uh, made the song in his room. Got a bunch of his friends with some like not even great cameras, right? Just some normal ass cameras. They they paid an old Korean dude to, to use his bolt for a couple hours and fish and, and just enjoy it and kind of do like a haphazardly like made up dances, right? Um, like even the they, they have a couple of one like long one takes and it just looks like they turn on the camera and they just said go do whatever the fuck you want. Um, and it's just so fun. It matches the 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 song just so well it's just so unassuming like everything about this song about the about the music video they're not trying to like impress you like this is just them the, it, we're just looking into his life and him hanging out with his friends like going on a fishing trip and that's what the song is about that's the mood that you get in the music video and everything just coming together like if you don't like crack a smile when you watch this i will be very surprised cuz just watching him like the smiles they have are genuine. The fun they're having is like genuine because it's just guys that are friends and just chill it, you know? Yeah. And it, they're wearing just like funny outfits. Like they're wearing yeah. like swimming goggles. Yeah. They're all, they all seem to, Koreans kind of do this sometimes. They're all wearing like heavy tops, like jackets, but then they're all wearing shorts, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. which is just so backwards, you know? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of guilty of doing that sometimes too. Yeah, like, so I can't tell if it's cold or if it's not cold, you know what I mean? Like, it looks cold from the top, but it it looks like it's just breezy fine on the bottom. But uh, uh, there's just all sorts of, like, little moments where it's just genuine, just weird, awkward friends having fun. And personally for me, like, I would love to see more actual K-pop videos like this where you actually look at them as people and not just packaged you know, models, you know what I mean? Yeah, like idols, you know? Yeah. Um, and like, you know, even for like a B-side track that co- probably, this would cost like no money, you know what I mean? And and I feel like it'd be way more genuine. Like the the genuinosity, that's not a real word, but that the genuineness of, of, of the music video really tied the song uh, to my heart, you know? That's what yeah. made it definitely number one. And I think that's exactly what you want out of music videos, right? If you're if your song is trying to convey a certain feeling or a certain message or you're just trying to express something and the music video is like, you know, glove meets hand, you know, kind of deal. Yeah. It just magnet, you know, magnifies the song and just the the feeling of the song like tenfold, like really. Right. And another uh reason I I really enjoy this is because you know, maybe a couple years ago, maybe Jay Park would have sang a song, something like this. Mm. But nowadays, Jay Park is just all like riding his own dick. You know, he's just he's masturbating all over the place now. Yeah. Too um, serious. He just can't kind of just have fun without putting a lot of super swag in there. And this is really just fun minus the uh, the confidence, right? Minus the, the uh, self-importance, right? Yeah. I would even argue that this is more confident than what Jay Park is doing, right? Because it takes supreme confidence to go out wearing these, like, you know, grungy-ass fishing gear, right? Like, the dude didn't look like he cut his hair. His hair looks, like, terrible. Right. The I don't give a fuck kind yeah. of confidence. Yeah. It's, it's just super, hey, this is me. If you don't like 
who I am and what I'm what I'm like without me like all dolled up and stuff, then right, right. Sorry, I'm still gonna have fun and sing this this happy ass song, you know? Right. You know, no, I can I can agree with you there. It, I guess I'm thinking of the folk of like the like the I'm no I'm cooler than you confidence, right? Yeah, the, it's a fronting. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah the yeah. bravado. That's what we want from America, right, guys? That's what we want, right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was uh, a. It's been a while, I think, that we had a, a joint like we definitely this is leagues above the rest of the songs. I think yeah. kind of episodes and uh, yeah. of all the songs, it's George's boat. Yeah, I mean, if there was anything negative, I would say it about this song. I really don't want to say anything negative, but um, it's just that it's either that the chorus is just so good. Or the verse um, isn't as impactful as the chorus, but like when I hear the song, all I can really hear is the chorus. Yeah. Maybe he sings it similarly. Usually, songs like this they don't have a crazy amount of lasting power, but I think the lasting power that is going to come from this song is like the feeling that you get from it, rather than you know the musical kind of I don't know what to say there. Uh, the musical kind of draw of it, like it's more of a feeling, like why why people listen to ballads. You know, it's not necessarily a really interesting song, but they have a certain feeling attached to it. Mm. And I definitely have a certain feeling attached to this song now. Yeah, I, lo- I kind of lost you a little bit there. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think for me, like, I don't think it's as unimpactful as, say, like, again, to bring up Jay Park, like a Jay Park's Yacht. Oh, where, yeah, that was pretty. Like the entire song really just blends completely together. Like this one, of course, the, you know, I'm on a boat. Like, of course, that's way more impactful than the rest of the song. But uh, in my head, I can still think of like the verse where he's just like, na 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 na. Like, it's, he kind of slows it down a little bit. He mm. kind of changes it up a little bit, which, again, a lot of our R&B chingus, uh, they don't really do, right? Like, Sake right. does his thing, and DPR Live does his thing, and Jay Park does his thing. And I think he, he, he flows it up a little bit more than those dudes sometimes. But it is going to be a... a a test i think to see if they'll stay in our playlist for more than a couple of weeks yeah we'll see yeah i mean the top 10 of the year is coming up very soon so it uh, is it is it's gonna be a hard one but uh speaking of which this next artist which i picked as my favorite song despite josh winning george uh is not a is not a, a chingu you would associate with me you know no Definitely wouldn't show up on any of your top 10 playlists. Yeah, no, it's never been on my top 10. It's been on your top 10, I think, Josh. I think so, yeah. Uh, it's never been on my top 10. And that's Scooby McDooby-Doo, Zion T, with his new song, New Day. Okay. 
일어나야지 오늘따라 일정이 평소보다 빡빡해 지치는 것 같아 저 뒤에 딱 붙어 제발 한 번만 기워줘 양분 따위는 없는 사람들 때문에 오늘따라 길이 더 막히는 것 같아 다시 동을 걸어 떠나고 싶어 떠나고 싶지만 갈 길은 정해져 있어 마 스튜디오 picked a Zion T song, guys. I know. It's wild. And not only is it a Zion T song, but it's a Zion commercial CF song. <laughs> it's not even a normal Zion T song. It's a Volkswagen commercial for, of all things. Yeah. But Korea has a long-standing tradition of CF songs actually being decent, you know? Yeah. Not just complete throwaways. Or, or either we really like CF songs for some reason. Yeah. But normally it's like, a, you know, a pop group with a really good looking, <laughs> with a really good looking person to be on all the posters. You know what I mean? Exactly. And no offense to Zion T, but he's he's a he's weird not dude. A looker. He's, he's not a, a weird looker. dude. Uh, he really loves those floppy hats and the turtlenecks, which are two of the things we hate the most. Uh, and, and the sunglasses. And oh, and the sunglasses. sunglasses. You're right. But uh, like, I don't know what it is. It might also be in association with kind of the feeling of this song. Because this is a very kind of happy, uplifting song, which Zion T normally doesn't really do, right? Mm-hmm. He does a lot of sad songs, right? He's very famous for his sad songs. He also does a lot of kind of esoteric R&B indie songs, right? Yeah, and he also does some rap even sometimes, you know? Yeah, Machine Gun, right? Sometimes he's yeah. Machine Gun in, right? Off the top of my head, this is one of the only kind of happier, uplifting Zion T songs. And he he sings, like he kind of does his normal doobity doobity doos right his sing fast talking during the verse but he really kind of lets go during the chorus and he, he gets the kind of belt he gets to actually sing and the chorus is what makes the song great it's it's a really really not only powerful but repeatable and chantable chorus which you don't normally get with a zion t song yeah, and Zion T songs, I mean, like you said, normally they're more kind of somber and more serious. So it, it they don't really lend to like this type of singing very often because this is more of like a, I would even say like kind of a gospel choir, like uplifting song. And it's really, it's really surprising and it's really good to hear Zion T's actual singing voice because we, we rag on Zion T all the time for like scatting his way through songs, right? Yeah. But this is a song where he's like, hey, Zion T can actually sing pretty decently well, like pretty damn well, actually. Because when, when I first heard this song and I heard that that chorus where he kind of like, you know, is ascending in the notes, it kind of gave me a little bit goosebumps almost. Like, it's like, who is this guy kind of a deal? And I, I really wish that that part in the song uh, was sung like kind of gospel or with actually multiple voices or even... Uh, like layering his voices uh, like just having maybe two or three tracks of just him singing it and just stacking them even without that that part is just really oh just really good yeah no I definitely I definitely agree and I mean not only helps with the music video because it's just about a bunch of people doing kind of regular things right like 
trying to get interviews for a job, working on the farm. Yeah, just grinding through grinding, life. Grinding, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, uh, the part that is repeated a lot in the chorus is uh, what? Hey, ne, ya, man, hey, right? He says that yeah. all the time a lot. And according to Josh, because I'm not a Korean expert, and if this is wrong, blame Josh, please, uh, is that it means pretty much like give it a shot or do it or try it and it'll be worth it, right? Yeah, it, it's it, it's hard to explain because it's it's kind of like this compound uh, feeling. Like uh, the ya in it makes it something that like, oh, you have to do, right? Mm. Like, oh, I have to do this. But when you say like something, something mane, that means it's just like it's worth doing, even though it's difficult. So it's kind of like a you know try and grind and get through it because in the end it will be worth it kind of a deal. Yeah, which is a very Korean thing. It's very Asian thing yeah. in general. Oh right? yeah, definitely. And you know, just something about that emotion is like I don't even know what that meant, but I could I could feel it with just the music video and the way um, he's singing it. You know. Yeah. Where it's just because the song is called New Day, spelled N U Day. By yeah, the way. Um, it's like okay, <laughs> which I guess it's because they couldn't find a proper English equivalent, right? Like try hard, maybe, but that doesn't really flow off the tongue, right, as much. Yeah, but it's just so. I don't want to. Inspiring is a little too cheesy and over the top, but it, it is kind of uh, powerful in that way, which we don't. Which I. I the thing is, people think I don't like ballads at all because I have no emotion in my dead heart. But it's usually because those ballads sound like every other ballad and I don't yeah. get a, an emotional attachment to them. And usually the music video is just s- s- generic mood bait staring off into the to the window and like, oh, blah, blah, right? Yeah. But I think for songs like this, the music video is very important. And weirdly enough nothing special is happening with the, the music video, right? It's not like it's shot no. incredibly well. The storyline is pretty generic, right? It's just a bunch of people working really hard doing what they want yeah, to do. Yeah, we've seen it before. Yeah. In multiple MVs before. But it just, you know, together, very much like the boat thing, like the music video matches not only the mood of the song, but it helps accentuate the, the good parts of the song too. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Maybe that's the theme of this episode, you know? Make yeah. a music video that actually matches the song, guys. I know, right? It's just, it's a nice uh, breath of fresh air to see Zion T being like uplifting and making an uplifting song. Yeah, he's getting out of his funk. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. We'll Although see. The, the kid, there's like a high school kid in here. I I that's gotta be Zion T's little brother or something, dude. That dude, dude looks, looks so exactly. much like Zion T. I it's I was like, where did you find this kid? Like did you cast him? Like, hey, does anybody, do anybody you know look like Zion T? Like, we're holding casting auditions for yeah, high Zion school T Zion lookalikes. T. Yeah, or maybe that's his, like, illegitimate son or his brother. Yeah. I don't know. But, like, that kid looks so much like Zion T. It's crazy. Yeah, and Zion T is, I'm sorry, not a good-looking guy. So I bet All that right, kid was just like, you know, my, it's, my time. Again, it's my time. <laughs> you know, like, oh, jeez. All right, I see. <laughs> yeah. But but keeping on this kind of like good feel train, uh, the next song I picked is also kind of in the same vein as like happy and and all that. Uh, it's this song by this group called Honey St- uh, or Honey Street, as uh, me and uh, Stephen like to say. The song is called Someone to Love.
팔이 뜨는 매일 밤 문자 메시지로만 너와 연락을 나나고 있어 얼굴 좀 보고 싶은데 목소리 듣고 싶은데 먼저 연락하긴 애매해 잠이 오지 않는 네 밤을 너는 내 마음을 알고 있을까 연애하고 싶은데요 그대랑 연애하고 싶은데요 자꾸 사람들이 놀려대요 얼레리 얼레리 꼴레리 연애하고 싶은데요 그대랑 연애하고 싶은데요 같이 있고 싶은데요 오 영원히 새벽 찬바람 공기가 나를 더해 So Honey Street or Honey St is a FNC kind of pop rock band. Uh, FNC has a lot, a lot, a lot of bands in their stable, and Honeyst is uh, one of them. They debuted with a song called uh, Like You. And uh, if I remember correctly, Stephen and I decently enjoy that song. Uh, I'm not sure if it actually made one of our lists for that episode that it came out in, but it definitely was like on the cusp. Uh, because normally Stephen and I, we have a lot of songs that kind of like are on the cusp because we, you know, we, we listen to all the music videos and we choose the ones that we kind of feel something about or we feel like we can talk about. And then from that pool, we pick however many songs we want to talk about from the episode and the leftovers kind of just, you know, fall away. And this was or the debut song was probably one of those that kind of fell away. But Honey Street, we actually did not know much about. Stephen did some some research some, on them some wikipediaing <laughs> yeah and uh, you want, do you want to explain this part steven because i think you did research and you know more about it i guess than i do sure i to, to be fair i apply this this description is filled with words i never knew existed i know I, i'm looking at this description and i'm just like i don't know you explained it to me and i remember yeah but. um so you know okay fnc they do a lot of band stuff right. uh they i guess they partnered with mnet because everybody partners with Mnet for a survival reality show kind of deal. Exactly. But this is a little bit different. It, it, the program, which was called DOB, like dance or band, and then there were two major groups. There was the band group, which they decided to call them the Neos Band or N-E-O-Z Band. And then there was the dance group, which was called Neos Dance. Not sure why they needed the Neos part, but I didn't watch the show, so maybe there's an explanation. But in the end, uh, dance versus band. Who would have thought the dance group won? I mean, well, I didn't. Who would have thought that, right? That's pretty obvious. But the dance group uh, went on to form SF9, which we have vaguely talked about on the show. I didn't even know they were part of FNC, it, we, but they are surprisingly. Yeah, we, because, we learned a lot of new things. Yeah, um, and then the, this band version became Honeyest or Honey Street. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, let's let's talk about the song. So the song is, I don't want to say generic because that kind of has a negative connotation to it, um, but it is a pop love song, uh, a band, Chingy with guitar, very easy listening to. And it's just a song about how this guy wants to, to date this girl or, you know, vice versa. It's just the Korean version is uh, I want to date or I want to date you. And uh, it's... It's just very unimposing, very happy, very sweet kind of sounding song. 
and you guys have heard a clip of it. I, I, I don't know how long this type of song stays on my playlist. Usually they kind of fade away really quickly if I, if I like them initially, but I'm really kind of just grooving to it now. So yeah, it's, it's kind of like a, an upgrade of a normal Chingu with a guitar because it's got the acoustic guitar, right? It's got the guy with a good voice, but because there is kind of backup singers, right? Or the other members of the group can kind of sing, right? They provide these kind of backup vocals, whether it's mm-hmm. for a harmonization or for an echo um, or to kind of just fill in the sound in general. It, it kind of uh, is easier to listen to and it's less boring than, say, yeah. a normal uh chinga with a guitar version um yeah because it's not super like it's not there's no r&b undertones right there's no hip-hop undertones there's no rock undertones it's just a pretty generic ass song but they do their best to to differentiate it a tiny bit yeah there's like different textures in the song provided by back the backup vocals like you were saying and honestly if those backup vocals weren't there i would like the song a lot less yeah, like I can hear a Usung Wu version of the song, and it's yeah. just kind of like it's right. boring. Yeah, it we, sounds we get real it. boring. Yeah, yeah, um, or um, a Roy Kim version, right? Maybe I don't know. I don't know what Roy Kim's been doing recently. <laughs> but yeah, doing him. But very much like our other uh, music, our other songs, the music video once again upgrades and works very, very well with the song to kind of make a better package, right? Yeah, I would argue that even like the music video is uh, <laughs> more well put together than the song, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely um, more thought. Oh, I don't want to say more thought because yeah, I'm sure it, it takes more thought to, to to compose, I guess, a song. But the the song is pretty plain, even though yeah. it's a good version of a plain song. Uh, the music video is really kind of the fun, cutesy, interesting part, right? Yeah, the music video is the shining gem. Like the song is good, but the music video, I think is like a times you know 100 amplifier versus like a times 10 amplifier for the other songs that we were talking about earlier right right so what what's cool about it yeah so this music video um you know you you for love kind of songs like this you can kind of fall into a very generic kind of a mold a cookie cutter music video kind of setup and this music video does a really good job of kind of keeping that feeling but they do a lot of different things to kind of spice it up to give it a lot of texture and uh they go through these kind of three time periods of like school students falling in love or kind of like doing this love game you know teenage puppy love and all that they go through the 90s uh the 2000s and the current era like uh, on the bottom you'll see uh, it says like 1990s 2000s and 2017 so in the 90s uh, time, they're sending letters and you see beepers, you know, and and all that stuff. And they're playing like these games where you're you're finding out the the percentage of, of how you guys can get together by the strokes in your name and stuff like that. And then in the 2000s, they're, they're, they're texting on these like old like slide phones that are so shitty and like all that stuff. And then in the current era, uh, Mina... Uh, makes an appearance from Gukudan and she's sending an Instagram DM. So very era appropriate kind of things, but it's the Korean version. So you see like sky phones, you know, rather than Nokia's and stuff like that. And it's, uh, it's just really cute. And uh, I think they do a really good job of, of making a otherwise very bland kind of love MV where they're, you know, 
kind of just coming together and they're chopping it up into this like you know three eras of love almost kind of a deal yeah no i i agree i think each individual area if it was the full music video it'd just be like meh it'd be boring it'd It'd be be very boring yeah you know it's it's also just kind of cool to see the whole like 90s vibe and the whole 2000s vibe right like like you said with all the technology or like she in the 2000s this girl's using this mp3 player which i had i had this pile of shit (laughs) mp3 player i don't even know what it's called but i think my aunt bought it for me and i was like this isn't what i wanted but you know everyone else had like an ipod and i was using like this janky ass cheap one but it's just kind of interesting you know it's like you know love times change but love remains the same right high school kind of school school crush love right i I don't want to say it's a 10x multiplier i i think it's about the same amount of benefit as the other music videos Mm. kind of help out the song but you know honey street i mean even their last their their debut song uh like you like it was like this one shot kind of deal and like i love one shot so like i i appreciate that they're trying things um in their music videos rather than just releasing a generic ass generic one right um and the last thing that's cool about this music video it it's so simple and i but i've never seen it done before especially i've neither i've never ever seen it done before yeah which is like the progress bar like there's a built-in progress bar into the music video kind of like a tracker Yeah, yeah like the tracker and it syncs up exactly with the youtube track uh uh the track bar right you know, where you skip around the, the, the times of the song and it's yeah. the actual band playing the entire time all the way through like a mini version, right? Like a tiny yeah. little postage stamp version of the band that's moving across the screen as the time, as the time track. And it's, and that is so, so cool. Fucking awesome. Like that is so cool. Like, Oh geez. Like I actually wish if they were like close ups of the faces so you can kind of see them a little bit more. Right. But mm-hmm. even then, like the whole concept of this kind of continuous track up, it is still kind of cool. Uh, plus, it yeah. also matches up with, like you said, the it delineates like this is the 1990s part, this is the 2000s part, this is the 2017 part. So it's overall just the cool fucking little touch that that adds a lot, you know? Yeah, it's the, it, it's literally the little things that kind of you know take a take something bland or generic into something kind of interesting and noteworthy, right? Right, right. And and later we'll talk about how sometimes you can put a lot of thought in your music videos and make it even worse. And too many details, you know? Yeah. But we're not there yet. Let's move on to the first kind of super 2017 type song that I picked, right? It's a very R&B-centric year. And this is the only R&B type song, I think, this whole episode. This is by count, If you don't count Boat, right? Okay. Well, I guess Boat is more... Is not the R and B chingas we normally we yeah. have been priorly referring to, you know what I mean? Yeah, like the ones that we've been talking to or talking about for the past couple episodes. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so this song is by Rhythm Power, featuring Crush, and the song is called Dong Song Ro. Fantastic. 
Good luck spelling that, guys. <laughs> Good fucking luck. Yeah, very surprising, Steven. Two groups that I would never peg you to pick uh, for songs that you enjoy for the week. Yeah, Zanti, Rhythm Power. Although I feel like, if anything, I, I would enjoy Rhythm Power more than you. But Oh, really? I think I, I enjoyed more Rhythm Power songs in the past than you did. But Really? Yeah. What are you talking about? I love my man G Goin, dude. What are you talking about? G <laughs> Goin, G Goin. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I guess Rhythm Power. I, I think we both haven't super liked them in general either. Yeah, they're they're kind of hit and miss, regardless uh, of of who's picking it to show up on our on our thing. But uh, do you know why this is on our list? Well, because the song is produced by Groovy Room. Groovy everywhere. Groovy everywhere. Uh, he's been a little AFK for a couple episodes, I think, right? I think Sikay's been busy, so, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he released, like, 20 songs in the last, like, right. in, like, two months span, so he... And he's like, I need a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need a break, see. Groovy, not everywhere, you know? Just uh, take yeah. a break. Um, but anyway, songs, Groovy Room, very Groovy Room song. Um, it's just, again, just a very fun R&B song. It's not a... It's not pop R&B, right? Like No, no, no. Uh George's is. This is a very K R&B type of song, K rapping, fun rapping, not K rapping, right? Not J Park rapping, not I don't know, uh flow sick rapping, you know what I mean? Right, right. Not BTS rapping, but uh, Yeah, and it, it comes with a little bit of kind of a, a retro flavor because Rhythm Power kind of have almost a dated kind of rapping style. You know? Yeah, yeah, they definitely do, and and the groovy room styling is also kind of using a lot of old, old sounding uh, uh, instruments, right? Synthy, mm-hmm. uh, synthy chords and all that good stuff. Um, but but in general, this is not a great song, but it is a, a very decent seven song, right? For me, it just yeah. kind of makes my head uh, rock back and forth. Crush's part is really good. The first, we were speaking of him, but the first rapper, Jigoin, Jigoin. <laughs> Uh, he's, <laughs> I don't want to say it, Josh. He's G going on too long. <laughs> but his name is G Goo. G going uh, on too long. Uh, yeah, but you're, you're totally right. Like his part is just way too long and it almost, almost ruins the song. Yeah. And I think, I think he's the member of rhythm power. That kind of is the, the deterrent for us really liking more rhythm power songs. Because, at least for me, uh, and I, I'm pretty sure this is the same for you, but he has this rapping timber that is just not palatable for the ears. It's like, it's a little bit high-pitched, and it's kind of nasally, and a little bit whiny, and it's it's really just not a good voice to just listen to for anything. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I can, 
Like when he's part of a crew and he doesn't go on for too long, like, okay, I get it. You're the high-pitched dude in the crew, right? Like a lot of crews got that guy. But the kind of uh, percentage of rapping, like I think currently he's the most famous one because he was on, I didn't watch the newest season of Show Me the Money, but he was was the one in the, in five, I think, right? Mm. And and then the other member, I think Boy B was in Show Me the Money four. Right. I I know of Boy B more because I think I actually watched some of four, but I haven't like you like you haven't seen any of five. Yeah, or I think the new one is six though. <sighs> Whatever one that had Boy B in it, I, I watched that season a little bit. Yeah, that I think that was four. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It really it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> rhythm power. Uh, but yeah, it, it definitely if you can get past the Goo Goo's part. Uh, and it goes 30 seconds (laughs) yeah it goes into crush's part which is great it goes into i assume it's boy b's part which is great like it there's just a little pill you got to swallow a little bit when you're listening to the song yeah and i think the songs from here on out kind of yeah they all have the underlying theme of uh if only this wasn't true it would have been a great song right exactly exactly but you know who's always great guys there's no hard pill to swallow that's our amazing chingus who donate to us every month on Patreon. And now we are officially in December and we are officially back on a schedule. Um, I want to thank all the people that donated to us in November. 32 awesome, amazing chingus. And we tried for a quick minute to like change up the rewards, right? And mm-hmm. like to give other things, but we just can't do it. We just suck. So we're going back to shout outs. All right. <laughs> Um, so I want to thank, uh, the people that donated $10 or more. Uh, we have Heather W, Ryan B, Charlene G, Derek M, Joanne J, Rachel W. You guys are freaking awesome. And then we have two extra, extra special chingus who donated $25 or more in November. We have Sandra N and Katie G. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys so very much. Uh, but we also want to uh, remind you guys that you can donate to us on Patreon. It'll really help us out, especially since technically both of us have no jobs right now, right? Fun employed. Yeah, we got we ain't got nothing. So for $2 or more, you can join our Slack channel, talk to us. We got some new members recently and spicing up the chat a little bit. Um, but you also get kind of a... A extra post where remember earlier josh you were talking about all these songs that barely made our list that we couldn't really talk about right whether it's honey street or sf9 or uh or other things i didn't really know what to call it i started i called it the almost post but you can kind of see a list of all the songs that just barely made our podcast that we never get to talk about um and you get that for donating at least two dollars or more on patreon uh, $5 or more, you get the Patreon-only podcast, which we will need to record one probably. I'm sorry, but we would. I think we got to skip November, right? That's just going to happen just because we weren't ready yet. But December, you're definitely going to get an extra, extra big one. And, of course, $10 or more gets you a shout-out. So donate to us if you guys want. We'd be really, really grateful. Um, but I know we have to kind of work work back the good, uh, the good feelings of being consistent, right? Yeah just releasing quality content i can't say quality content without without laughing i, I can't yeah. hear you say quality content without that leaf floor oh my god like background. someone's like you can't just come back later it's like <laughs> dude, what are you doing friend oh 
Jeez. All right. Well, so yeah, I apologize for the, the audio quality. I'm not sure how that will turn out, but let's move on. Josh, your next song that you picked. All right. So uh, I mentioned that we had to swallow a pill uh, to get to some goodness. And just like this leaf blower, uh, you're going to have to swallow that pill to get to my silky smooth vocals. Uh, but this song kind of has that problem of uh, of uh, really badness that you have to skip. Uh, the song is by Keegan featuring Solar uh, from Mamamoo. And the song is called Cloudy. Keegan, actually, I didn't know this until today. Stephen just told me. Uh, Keegan is actually the third wheel of a Phantom. Uh, Phantom being the uh, uh, the rap group uh, that I think has a lot of guys that we like, except for Keegan, apparently. Do you know the names of the other two? You seem to like Hane, work around it, dude. Han, I, I like Hane. I think Hane is from Phantom, right? He is from Phantom. And- is it Sanchez also from Phantom? It is Dirty Sanchez, which yeah. I thought, which was I was like, why'd you call him a rap group? Like, uh, well, I mean, Phantom is technically a rap group, right? Like, but Dirty Sanchez doesn't rap in Phantom, though. He, he's like, yeah, sings. I mean, he raps though, but not like it. Eh, like, what would you, what would you, what would you call him? A hip hop group? Yeah, I'd call him a hip hop or, yeah, we'll or an R and B group, even. Yeah, we'll call him a yeah, just a. R&B hip hop group. We we love Dirty Sanchez. Uh, we affectionately call him Dirty Sanchez. Uh, we love Hane, Man of the Year. Uh, but Keegan uh, Keegan doesn't get a lot of shine, and uh, there's good reason for that. Uh, Solar from Mamamoo kills it. Amazing, amazing vocals on this song. It's an R&B kind of hip hop ballad with a beat, which Steven and I really enjoy. And Solar lends her vocals perfectly for this song. But there's kind of this, uh, say, about 20 to 30 seconds of rap that Keegan does. Uh, I think he's trying to channel his inner, like, epic high. But it's this super low decibel, like, mumbly rap that he does for the first rap verse. And it is just awful. Like, ugh, it's just terrible. But the second part of that, uh that verse he kind of switches back to a more normal style and it, it gets tons better immediately and then his second rap verse is actually uh actually pretty good so um solar's 
part really great. Ballad with a beat, great. First half of Keegan's rap, not great. Yeah. Yeah. Although I, I, you know, at first we were like, Solar does kill it, but I, and then, you know, I think uh, we were preparing. You were like, man, I really wish this was just a Solar song, right? Minus the Keegan out. I, I'm actually not even sure Solar can carry this whole song because her singing voice is like super airy. Right. Right. And I think that's really good for like a, a flavor on the cake, but I don't think it's good for the actual cake. You know what I mean? All right. Um, because uh, because I remember last episode we were talking about uh, Seoul, right? We were like, man, we really wish Mamamoo members could like bust out a ballad with a beat, right? An R&B jam. And this Solar singing is not exactly what I wanted in general. But but I do agree that she's the best part of this song. Oh, by far, yeah. And this song is like a six for me. Um, this later half of this episode, it it, it gets uh, pretty spicy. Uh, from here on out. Some people might really like this. Like, these are all things that it's like, hey, hey, Keegan, if if you were to just let me listen to it before you released it, I could have helped you turn it into an eight. You know what I mean, right? Yeah. It's like, these they're not just like, we're not just mentioning them for no reason. It's just like, we just wish they were, they fixed like one or two tiny things, you know? Yeah. And, it, and usually it's the case where Steven and I are, are like, oh, we just don't like this song and... We just don't know what to do with it. Just throw it away. But these songs are kind of like, uh, if you had just done this, it would have been a lot better. Yeah. yeah well, except for this next song that I'm talking about. Josh <laughs> oh, absolutely doesn't give a shit about it. Okay, yeah. For, from here on out, it's going to be like, <laughs> Steven picked this song. I don't really enjoy it. I picked this song. Steven doesn't really enjoy it. You yeah, know? What are we talking about in our life? But, but I, at least I do enjoy this song. So the next song that I'm going to talk about is by a group called 1NB. And the song is called Where You At? One nibble. One nibble a bibble. Now, where are you at? Which, by the way, I'm pretty sure is stylized the exact same way as the, that Taeyong song. Is it Taeyong's song uh, that also, where are you at? Maybe. Yeah, it's Taeyong. It's like where and then the letter U. U, at. yeah. Yeah. So good good job on you guys, 1MB. If anyone Googles where are you at, they're definitely going to get Taeyong and not. Yeah, common styling. Common styling. Um, but 1MB, they're a group from some entertainment group called Trivus Entertainment. Never heard of Trivus, them. Trivus, yes. They had a pre-debut song called Stalker. Also, we'd never heard of that. Um, I think I think the reason why is because it's an eight and a half minute music video. And the song right, right. doesn't even start until five minutes. I think Josh and I were just like, 
we tried, right? We're, <laughs> we're right. We're, but so I knew nothing about 1MB. And then when this music video starts, it equally starts not with five minutes of bullshit, but like 45 seconds to a minute of just setting up this mood. Yeah, Cardinal Sin. Yeah, and I thought this was one of those because Korea has these like sexy dance groups. Um, like the most famous ones are, um, ooh, they're all escaping my brain hole right now. What are those? What are like, there's like two or three of them that are really <laughs> famous. Josh. Uh, Bambino? Bambino's one of them. Good job. Um, ah, jeez. All right. Bambino and others, guys. <laughs> Bambino but, and others. Kind of the Bambino vein of, you know. Right. If you, if you don't know Bambino, they, they pretty much sing, or they don't even sing. They usually just dance sexily in scantily clad outfits to other K-pop songs or American songs. And they perform a lot at these festivals or army bases or universities where there's a bunch of dudes, right? Yeah, mostly army bases. <laughs> yeah. So th- they normally, and then when they do promote an original single, it's usually just a trash fire that is one of the worst things you've ever heard. But because they're sexy, it's like, okay, whatever, right? Right. Um, so when 1MB started, I was like, oh, this is just one of those trashy dance groups. And so <laughs> I think that's what made my expectations like rock bottom. And then mm. when they started singing, I was like, oh, actually, this girl can actually sing decently well. And like, this is a- an actually decent song. I'm actually kind of into this song. <laughs> what is going on? Yeah, what is happening with my life? Now, the music video is very opposite of the first half of our podcast where it like tries to murder this song with a knife. Like it's just such a bad music video. It's terrible. But the song itself, it's got this like eighties, like sex guitar riff. Like (laughs) it's just so out of nowhere. It's a very kind of patient, sexy song. Kind of like, I think of it as maybe brave girls could have pulled this off (laughs) a couple years ago. Uh, You, you've lost me. Patient, sexy song. It's like, like for example, um, how can I explain patient sexy? Like Stellar's Marionette uh-huh. is kind of patient sexy or Sistars Alone is kind of patient sexy. It's like a very slow, slow paced sexy song where there's like a lot tempo of tempo wise. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot tempo of wise. room for like posing and like sexy butts and like uh-huh. look at my legs rather than just jumping around and being super active and. Yeah, like, for example, a non-patient sexy song would be like, uh, what's that group? Uh, Girls' Day sometimes does a non-patient sexy song, uh, uh, where it's just like very high rhythm song. Yeah, it's really fast. But they're still trying to be sexy. It's just kind of a it's kind of a weird thing to me. Okay, I follow. Okay, I follow. But anyway, so I think this song, I mean, it sounds kind of sexy, even without the music video. I'm really into it. I was trying to explain to Josh why I like this song. And I think it's because of all the songs we're going to talk about, right? Even the ones you haven't heard yet. This is the only song, at least for me, with a chorus that is catchy. Like like in the K-pop ass K-pop way, right? Yeah, just very repeatable and... Right, like like I Got a Boat it has a good chorus, it, but it's it's a very different type of chorus, right? New Day has the chantable Hanya ha, whatever manhe, right? <laughs> um, Honey Street's chorus, I don't even know what that one is, right? You know what I mean? Like, Crush's chorus is great, but it's not catchy, right? This one is like the only K-poppy-ass song in our in our top eight, right? Where mm. it's just like, it's, just, it's very simple, um, repeatable English chorus. And and I, I just like the voice. It's kind of Girl falsetto-y, kind of like, 
I'm panting slash singing, right? You know what I mean? That's <laughs> it's very like, airy. It's very airy. Yeah, but it's not airy in the solar ballad way, right? It's just yeah, kind of yeah, this yeah. like I'm trying a little bit hard and making my voice sound kind of sexy. Yeah, I'm trying. It's a it's a sexy voice. Yeah, pretty much it sums up. I was like, it's kind of trash catchy. You know what trash I mean? Catch, it's yeah. it's kind of trashy catchy. Um, I fully understand if 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 nobody remotely likes this, but, uh, and it's not even that the girls are sexy. Cause I think they try way too hard. Uh, I, I think some of the girls are good looking. It's just, oh, yeah. the music video doesn't do a good job of showing it. It, it cuts yeah. into other shit. Like the music video starts off with like a, a girl and a guy making out on a bed and then they drug the guy. Then they tie him up and, and, and beat him. Or they infer that they beat him, right? Because they're holding and weapons. They, and then they and then they eat him or, or Yeah, well they start preparing these like meats and livers and organs and you're supposed to assume that they yeah, they killed him and, and they're eating him and it's just like what is why even what are you doing? Why <laughs> what what you what? It's like I will never understand if you like have sexy girls and you want them to be sexy. Stop putting all this other b- bullshit into it, the pretentious ass shit. Like, just make sexy girls look sexy and and get it over with. You know what I mean? Like, who storyboarded this? You know? <laughs> yeah, it's like the whole like it's like the needing of a concept, right? I think we were talking about yeah. that in another episode where it's like you don't yeah, need we a fucking concept to be sexy. Just be sexy. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't have to. You don't have to try so hard if something is just already just inherently sexy. Yeah, it's like you don't need a to 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 be like oh one MB they're so badass they'll murder a dude and eat him. It's like what is that? Why would that thought even come into a normal person's head? Like <laughs> that's not sexy and that's not badass. So what, what the fuck? So why? Why do you do that? Yeah, where you at? I mean, come on, dude. Um, but yeah, that's my kind of uh, just me pick one MB. Check him out if. If you want to see that patient, trashy, sexy. <laughs> patient, trashy, sexy. Patient, trashy, catchy, sexy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of trashy and sexy. <laughs> so that song was totally Steven's like, you know, I'm, I'm picking this song. This song is, I like it. I enjoy it. Um, but Josh doesn't necessarily enjoy it. And this is a song that I enjoy. And I'm pretty sure Steven does not enjoy at all. It's an SM Station song uh, featuring this singer Deer and Jaehyun. The song is called Try Again.
so lately, uh, SM Station, I think they have been um, kind of half listening to us. They've put together some some pretty interesting like collaborations. I think on the last episode we talked about Ten Centimeters and Chen from EXO. This one, people don't really know who Deer is, but Jaehyun I think like is from NCT, mm-hmm. one of the NCTs. Uh, and there was a duet between Wendy and Pekayan from JYP, and it's just you know interesting things. And all those all these songs are pretty spicy by name, but not really uh, great song wise. Uh, <laughs> Like spicy by name, like the complete opposite by actual song, like yeah. bland upon bland. Yeah, and this song um, is kind of like half half for me. The names aren't very spicy because I'm like, who's dear? Who's Jaehyun? Like I don't know these chingers. But the song for me, when I first heard it, there was something about it that was really soothing and calming about it. You know, other people might think it's really boring and kind of like whatever but at that time i i might have been in some a certain type of mood where i really wanted to listen to a song like this and it's kind of like this happy sad song uh, i'm a really big fan of like happy sad songs where maybe the contents of it uh the like the lyrics are really sad and the song sounds happy or kind of like vice versa uh, i think it's it, it adds a lot of flavor to an otherwise boring song uh, so Deer and Jaehyun, their voices are are pretty similar, actually, if you hear it. But they, they are distinguishable. But And when they sing together, I think that is, like, the best part of the song. Uh, and the part where Jaehyun sings by himself is, I think, kind of the most boring part of the song. But Deer's voice was definitely the one that drew me into the song. And this it kind of has this almost live session uh you know a live kind of feel to it um because there's this piano and a very simple drum set backing track and the piano it's not doing anything like too frivolous but it's doing just enough to kind of get me in there but the music video oh boy the music video is so boring it is sm ballad like music video generic and you can basically just skip the music video if you like. Uh, unless you like looking at Jaehyun, you probably don't like looking at Deer. Just saying that. You like never really even see Deer's face. You don't. He's always like turning away or it's like foggy or something. Uh, but yeah, I just really like it. If you do like more ballady songs, then this is probably a song for you. If you really aren't a fan of ballads at all, maybe give this one a skip then. Yep, it's got... Yeah, skip it. <laughs> um, I mean, to be fair, I, I do think they both have good voices. I, it's just the song doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. There's nothing special about it. There's nothing interesting about it. Yeah. Maybe if they made a better music video, but they didn't. <laughs> These kind of songs, you, you kind of need to feel some sort of emotion to enjoy them, I think. like you know. But they don't, like, again, like, they they don't. That's why I think the music video is such an important part of ballad songs. You know what I mean? Like whether there's mm. a story or whether there's just usually it's a story, right? Yeah. But like when it's just a photo shoot, that's pretty much all this is is a photo shoot. Like it's boring. And SM does this all the time with all their artists. It's just a photo shoot music video and it just adds nothing. It's just, hey, our people are cute. Give us money. Thank you. You know? <laughs> that's SM though. <laughs> That's true, and it that's and it so works, awesome, which sucks yeah. because it shouldn't. But 
Fans are fans, I guess. Yeah. Now, speaking of SM, where they kind of just are doing the same thing over and over and over again, the next person is part of a group that's doing something a little different, right? Super different. A little bit different. A little confusing. Yeah, <laughs> a little, very confusing. <laughs> yeah, a little weird, but um, we never, we haven't talked about this uh future group in quite a while even though a lot of our slack chingus want us to um but the last major song we're going to talk about is by a girl named eves with her new song new Eves is part of Luna, which we have talked about many, many moons ago. And Luna is this crazy group where originally it was like one, they they were going to debut each girl of the 12 member group like once a month, right? Yeah, one one girl a month. But then they kind of have changed plans since then. Or maybe they've all, it's always been this. And I just didn't know. But now it's going to take about 18 months to debut the girls because they started doing like one girl in a month, one girl in a month, one girl in a month, uh, subunit with those three girls or four girls, right? Yeah. And then another group, a girl, another girl, another girl, another subunit. So they're adding these like subunit time uh, going on. But it's so crazy because this group technically hasn't even debuted yet. The the they're by Blockberry Creative, which is a sub uh, uh, subsidiary of Polaris Entertainment, which yeah. Again, apparently used to have Daya in it and used to have ladies go like this is not a big group, right? This is like a C tier company, you know? Yeah. I mean, maybe they have a lot of money pouring in. They've got to have a lot of money. They're spending a fuck ton of money. Like this group hasn't even debuted yet and they've recorded and released at least 14 different music videos. And these music videos are money music videos right yeah they they're expensive they're expensive they most of them are digipedi videos but like not the digipedi that you know of like there it's it's actually a very different look for digipedi although all of their music videos have been using this kind of look right or at least like the first half of the subunit gets a different look and the second it, it's a little confusing right we haven't even talked about eves yet but <laughs> we never talk about Luna, so I want to talk about Luna, right? Yeah. Uh, so the first kind of four girls that debuted had this like kind of cutesy vibe, right? And oh, they, totally. Yeah, they came together as Luna one third, and we were like, okay, this all makes sense, right? They're gonna debut four girls and call it a third, and then maybe two thirds, and then whatever, right? Yeah. And then after that is when we kind of stopped talking about them, but three 
other girls, and they went with a totally different type of concept where, like, Kim Lip, Jin Sol, and Cherry or Chwery. Yeah, like a total 180. Yeah, it turned into this, like, kind of sexy, very modern-looking uh, feel to it, right? Mm-hmm. And they came out together as Odd Eye Circle, which... Both of the Odd Eye Circle songs, Girlfriend and Sweet Crazy Love, were on our almost, or at least were on my almost. Um, We never talked about them on the podcast, but I've been kind of digging both of them. I think both of those songs could be good if only for a little bit of tweaking, but they are uh, very different songs than what is generally coming out in K-pop. And this Eve song is very similar to that, uh, to the Odd Eye Circle stuff. It's in that same kind of vein. Yeah, it's very, it's sexy but kind of artsy again. But this song specifically is like super, like got this like 80s feel to it, right? Like mm-hmm. like voguing should be happening to this song. <laughs> um, there's a lot of these hard synth chords um, and it's a super basic backing track. Like it's just like one dude on an electronic piano and one dude on a drum set. And it's cool. Like I, I really do think it's cool. I, I don't know if the song is that great of a song, but it is kind of a cool packaging and a cool sounding unique song that i did want to talk about it even though i may not like the song that much i don't think it's very Mm. catchy i think it's an interesting song but i just i don't think it's very catchy and i think that goes for a lot of the luna songs it's just that they're decent songs they're just not catchy yeah like they you could tell that people have put in time to create the song and you know, it it's it suits a certain kind of style or a certain like demographic, and it's just not that pop demographic that we were kind of expecting. Yeah, yeah, but I but I think you know, doing this is, is so interesting of like giving each of each individual member their time to shine. Um, I think it's very blatantly obvious which ones are like the <laughs> hot ones and which ones are like the dancing ones and which ones are the cutesy ones, right? Because they yeah. package them totally different. But I still think it's a cool way to do it. Um, I think this new girl, for me personally, I like, I, she looks fucking, ooh, ooh. She looks like <laughs> she's got like the Sully lips. <laughs> yeah, she she definitely has a Sully look to her. Yeah, mixed with like, a, kind of like a Sunmi in there. You know what I mean? I, I can kind of see, I can kind of see it, yeah. But I mean, the... We've said this before, like punch our dicks, but like a lot of the Luna girls are really good looking, like really good. And they're underage. (laughs) And some of them are very close. I actually did not check how old this girl is. I don't want to check. But Ooh, you want me to check for you? uh, No, let's just pretend. (laughs) Let's pretend, Josh. Uh, But the thing is, I do think that even though this music video has cool parts to it, has cool props, and it has cool setup, like the editing is just atrocious for this music video. Oh, it's quite bad. There's just so much cutting and random close-ups and just random things where it's just like, I just want to look at this girl. And just just stop for a second. Like, ugh, yeah. please. And like sometimes she's like in a white room, but like it it the the lighting is so bright that you can't really see her in her face. Or she's in a dark room and the lighting is so dark you can't see her face, right? It's like this like right. glow-in-the-dark uh bowling alley, right? <laughs> That's a good way to put it, actually. Yeah. Yeah, and like maybe she's actually not that pretty because they never settle on her face for more they than never, a couple yeah, seconds. They never, yeah. They never, you know, because if the girl is pretty, like you're gonna be like, hey, look at this girl. But I've <laughs> seen <laughs> these are all the tactics that you do when a girl is not pretty. Right? Yeah, but I've seen pictures of her, like the promotional pictures of her on Reddit, and like 
she's really pretty. So like, I just don't understand. It was like, okay. Yeah. You know? So yeah, I just don't kind of understand this music video. I think it's kind of a bonkers, uh, waste of opportunity, but maybe she just can't act and she can't dance. So they just had to cut around all her bad shit. You know what I mean? But she's pretty though. Um, and, and her, and her voice is like, okay, it's, it's not bad and, but it's not amazing. Right. It's like a serviceable singing quality. It's 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 what it is. I don't know. <laughs> it's like there's no power to it. You know what I mean? Like she can't belt, but she can at least hold a tune, you know? Uh, she's like getting by. Uh, you know what I do wonder? Remember last episode we were talking about like the ratio of rappers to singers, right? So uh, far, every girl has sang. But whether or not it was Grace singing is, question, is debatable, right? But every girl uh, has sung. I wonder, maybe they all have no rappers. Do you think we'll live in a world where there's a 12-member group with no rappers, Josh? Uh, no, someone's got to rap. Someone's got to rap. Or do we, you think you, the rappers... You know, you know the ratio. You know the ratio. I know the ratio, It's got to be at least one to five, one to four, or the heavens forbid, one to three. Oh, God, that's so many rappers. But do you think the rappers will get a rapping solo song, or do you think they've already gotten a singing solo song, but they'll be the rappers in the future? Um... Because there are, I think, three girls not yet debut away. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Yeah, there's still three more girls after Eve's. Huh. I don't, I don't know. Because it, it would seem kind of strange to just... To, to not have all the similar stylings of girls like come together. You know, because the, the way they're going about it, it's just like, oh, all these you, you know, the young members and they're cute and they're poppy they're they're that you know and then now we have the more like a little bit more mature girls and maybe n- next they're gonna be like these are rapping ones you know maybe but eves is not part of odd eye circle which is weird because i feel yeah. like she would match really well with the odd eye circle uh, especially since the first third had four girls so you would think the second sub you know would have four girls but Odd Eyed Circle only has three girls. So, and, and Eve's, so maybe this is like why it's taking so long is that they'll, maybe they'll release Odd Eyed Circle plus two, you know, plus one, <laughs> and she'll be in there. I don't know. And it's, it's just a very interesting, the, I mean, hats off to Polaris. They, they're really keeping us guessing. Like, we just, we don't know what's coming. Like, we thought, like, okay, first three girls, super cutesy. All right, we know what Luna's about. And then they, you know, do this whole thing where they're doing a more mature kind of, look and a more sexy kind of look and we're like oh okay and then now we're just kind of like scratching our heads like we have no idea what these next three girls are going to be like we have no idea what luna's really going to be we don't really know how many even rappers they have how many like dancers they really have you know yeah and it's it's really like hats off to polaris because a lot of the hype for groups is one knowing but still not really knowing for sure you know yeah but you know i i will say though that like when they finally debut, that's going to be fucking hype, right? I, at least for me. I'm going to be really hyped to I'm see how, hyped, yeah. how badly they fucked that up because we, <laughs> we know. We know. Yeah, we know. But I will say, though, that, like, it's taken too long. Like, like it is. I actually think the Odd Eye Circle stuff was better than the first uh, uh, third of the girls' stuff. It's just that by the time it got to the Odd Eye Circle stuff, it was just like, oh, it's another Lunas. It's another Lunas. It's another Lunas. And to think that they still potentially have like six more months of this or or more, like that's what a are you long doing? time. And yeah. 
And they sent three of the girls to go to that Mix 9 show. Right. Um, even though only two of them passed. Like, if those two girls make it into the Mix 9 group, the Mix they're 9 group push it back. are yeah. going to promote together for seven months. So, like, they're going to, yeah, they're going to push back the whole thing again or they're going to do Luna minus two. Like, what are they thinking? I don't understand. <laughs> Polaris, man, they're keeping us guessing. Yeah. They're keeping us guessing. Yeah. But, uh, anyways, that's our. Uh, Luna Talk, we finally did it, you guys. Stop stop messaging me on Twitter, okay? <laughs> stop bad, <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Um, actually, we had a really awesome fan post in a Luna forum. Like, oh, uh, I saw that, right? yeah, on Slack. Like, like, how did you find Luna? And and she said it was from our podcast, and that was really cool. Um, the, the actual, author, the actual yeah. author of that post is, is the one that Twitters me a lot. Mm. And so it was crazy because one of our other chingus found that post and linked it to us and was like yo what the fuck <laughs> it's always it's always good to like it's always good and it makes us feel really happy when we just know that there are people somewhere like unabashed to like be proud of us like oh yeah i, f- I found out this because of my chingus like of this podcast i listen to you know yeah i mean we don't ha- you know we can't really do any ads so really we yeah. rely on on our listeners to to promote us because uh, we actually kind of need the promotions after our huge break because our download numbers yeah. went way down josh way oh, down. No. Uh, to be expected of course yeah um, we, we knew it was gonna happen but still it went it's way not down good it's really sad it's not a good thing it's not a good thing um but speaking of good things josh uh now is when you know you can support us on patreon pay us a little bit of money that really 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 helps us but what also helps us is iTunes reviews. iTunes reviews. And since our last episode, we went from 157 ratings to 159 ratings, baby. Hooray. So we got two only new f- ratings. <laughs> only 40 more until our 200. Uh, yes. Uh, remember we were goal. like 200 by July, was it, or something? Uh, I, I want to say like we were saying 200 by the end of the year. Oh, is it 200 by the end of the year? Well, we got one more month, guys. I don't remember. We're so close. 159. (laughs) I mean, the ratings help us a lot. So does writing review. Now, these two people didn't write us an actual review, but that's okay. You just put in your ratings. It it, it also helps us too, you know, because some people look at those things when they want to find a K-pop podcast. And with BTS destroying America's charts, you know, maybe more people want to learn about K-pop. And I think our podcast is a really good way to find new songs you know what i mean Mm, i think so as well and sometimes you come to find new songs new great songs and sometimes you hear us talking about bad bad new songs yes and so that's what we're gonna do in our not so new section big names no games and in this case we have kind of two parts to this right we got big names sort of games and then we got the no 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 games definitely no games yeah it's it's a good mix of two and two you know right but we got a lot of bad things to say about everything here <laughs> i mean that's why they're here right that's yeah why here. so we're gonna start with the biggest song the song that is transcending america right now bts and steve aoki with their new song mike drop yeah Mike, Mike, 
미안해 worldwide 아들이 너무 잘나가서 미안해 엄마 대신에 네가 뭐다겨 우리 콘서트 절대 없어 퍼져 I do it I do it 너말 없는 라자 do it 오빠가 아프다는 거써 해소이 BTS, I mean, showing up on all these shows, doing a great job representing K-pop, I think. I think so, too. You know, I, I didn't watch everything, but, like, I was watching the uh, James Corden one, and Rap Monster is really personable uh, with his, he, he's got decent English, and all the other members were very personable. I think uh, James Corden did a good job because he played games with them, where yeah. you don't need to know really English to, 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 to deal with it. Yeah. Very accommodating, I think. Yeah, very very nice. Um Anyways, big song, Steve Aoki, famous-ish DJ, right? People know of him, but he's not like, you know... He's not top in no charts. Yeah, let's just say that. Yeah, I, he, I, I have tangentially heard of him, but I had no idea. I've never... I don't, I'm sure I've heard of a song of his or a remix of his One Day in My Life, but it, it never, uh, it's never been on any of my playlists. Same. Yeah, but... Um, so we're going to talk about the song and we're going to talk about the music video, right? But we're going to start with the song. And we've been saying for quite a while, uh, BTS has gone a long time without a straight up hype song, right? Right. We have. Like they've been doing some Tamer songs and we were like, oh man, hype song. When I heard this was a hype song, I was like, it's about motherfucking time. Yeah, but to be fair, I think even the non-hype songs, we decently enjoyed a lot of those BTS songs that weren't hype songs. Um, but they were really overdue for a hype song, and we we're like, yo, this is it, right? Well, I think that um, even though they've charted very well with their last couple of songs, we have not liked a lot of them. Like DNA, we thought was bland. Oh, not Today yeah. was not very good. Spring Day was okay. Blood, Sweat, and Tears was also was probably the best one out of those four. But, like, it's been quite a while since they've had a song that we've both been like, this is a huh. great song. Actually, yeah, you're right. Like, Fire uh, was, I mean, it was only last year, but it was six releases ago. You know what I mean? Jeez, man. PTS is busy, man. I mean, they they busy boys. I mean, yeah, yeah that's four, four songs a year is kind of usually how they do, you know? Yeah. Anyway, so we were like, hype song, let's do it. Um, this is not a great hype song, guy. <laughs> yeah, it's a... a- a pretty i have i have my reasons about why it's not good uh i'm not sure if you really agree with me but i really think it's kind of they really try to pander too much to the the american audience and i think dna kind of has the same issues with this song uh or I, i should say this song has the same issues that i had with dna in that it's just not not it's like a watery version of what I know that they can do and what's good, you know? I'm not sure I 
I agree with equating it to DNA, I guess. But mm. but but I, I uh, so for the record, this song is produced by the same people that always produce BTS songs, right? P Dog, Hitman Bang, Supreme Boy, of course, Steve Aoki did the remix, and of course, a bunch of the members worked on the writing and and so on and so forth, right? Uh-huh. Um, so it's not like it's a different producer. I mean, maybe if if I word it like I think they're both kind of shallow not shallow but kind of hollow representations of past songs maybe is what you're trying to say yeah 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 um i kind of agree on that i guess um because this song is a build-up song with a really weak payoff right yeah like i I don't know what it is like of course we're going to compare it to to dope right or joro yeah but like that's a build-up song and when that that drop hits and they're you're dancing, dancing. You're yeah. like they're on it, right? Yeah, you're up out of your seat and you're just like, yeah, yeah. Even fire is like yeah. that. And this song is like when that when the drop hits, especially with the backing of a motherfucking EDM DJ, it is so weak. It's just like mic drop, <laughs> mic drop. You know mic what drop. I mean? It's yeah. just so. It's, just, it's like an anti-drop almost. Yeah, and in and, and an anti drop could be cool if the backing track during or is like a fat ass EDM drop. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If they're just doing like a like a slow like mic drop, but the back is like you know, like I can kind of see that. Like if it was like a marshmallow drop, like marshmallow uh, drops are fucking like in your face, right? Yeah, they got a lot of things going on. Like if it was something like that, I could kind of get into it, but. I think there's a reason why Steve Aoki is not super famous and hasn't charted super well. And I, I it, it just doesn't match with what's current. Like uh, the fucking um, rehab uh, remix of Power is, is much stronger, I think, of an EDM song than, than this one by far. Mm. Like this song is just like not enough in one direction. Like it, it, it is very K-pop-y um, at times, right? And it's like the hard concept k-poppy that we don't like too much where it's kind of cringy right yeah and you know sticking to the song like it starts with this rap that i haven't really heard bts do before right mm-hmm. um and it's oh it's not bad i i don't want to say it's good but uh it's it's not bad right it takes some getting used to i think to be fair i actually kind of like it i think it's, okay yeah it's it's a little it's different than what i'm used to hearing and um I don't I don't want to say like I really really like it but it's definitely it's leading more towards good than bad for me. Okay. Okay. I mean I can kind of uh get on that track that train of thought but it's like the later rap specifically the RM rap or rap monster rap that it oh, rap is, is just not good. It's like they start auto-tuning and it it just you want you know, Ameri- especially in an American song, right? Like, American songs are simpler, especially EDM songs, right? And there's just so much noise in this song. Like, not good noise, whether it's like auto-tuning, Rap Monster, or Ju- uh, or Jungkook, or the backing layers. There's just too much going on. Like, I think the first minute is the best. And then it Probably, just yeah. goes downhill from there. Yeah. Like... If I had to describe it in pizzas, like Korean pizzas just have a lot of things going on. And I think Korean people really like that because it feels like there's, you know, things going on. But for us who like more simple things like, you know, 
American style pizza, like one, two toppings, you know, it's, it's just so, so much. And, and you can't really, it, it's just like everywhere, you know? There's, there's just not a consistent tone to this song, right? Right. Like, yeah, it's a hype song, but then some parts, it's it, they like, it's not really a hype song. It's like a very American, hard sounding song, but then at times it's just a K-pop song, right? right. There's just no consistency here. At times, this sounds and looks like a bad icon song. Oh yeah, or a monster or a Monster X song. I don't even want to go Monster X. Like, like it's just there's parts where it's just so bad. <laughs> Maybe I'm giving <laughs> Monster X more credit than Icon for their latest songs, but like I don't know, man. They're pretty bad. <laughs> but Monster X doesn't sing songs like this. There, theirs are usually faster and maybe more rapping. It, there are times where it's just like na 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 na, and that and that's just so Ugh. bad YG to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I I don't know what to ex- to want. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it well, it's an okay song, but I think it's a it's a, a pale a rough comparison to their older stuff. I, I really yeah. It did so. it didn't hit the mark for me. Yeah. And I think also. Something that is like a very taboo thing for you and I is that they use a lot of auto tune unnecessarily in there. Yeah, BTS doesn't need auto tune, right? Yeah, like, and it's not like you and I hate auto tune like at all. Like the correct use of auto, like auto tune is like an instrument basically. Like if you use auto tune correctly, it can sound good. But like this is just like someone just blowing a saxophone in the background, like on an off note, you know. Yeah. Like especially during the the build up with Jungkook, it's like, what do you think about that? What do you think about that? It's like it's like all oh, oh. auto and just like, oh, oh, that's just not great. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I'm I'm. We heard the normal version, right? Like the without Steve Aoki version, and it's not even that different. Like I really don't think Steve Aoki even added that much. All he really did was made it hit a little bit harder and add a yeah. fuck ton of brassy from us. <laughs> yeah, he he just like moved some switches up and down. That's pretty much yeah. You know? He he literally just mixed it again. <laughs> like Yeah, yeah. So you know it's not the worst, but uh, let's move on to the music video because the music video yeah. equally has uh, many problems to it, I think. Yeah. So first of all, like the concept itself is uh head scratching, right? They're they're going for the, I mean the concept is itself is not head scratching but like the combination of what they're doing is head scratching. They're going for this kind of a harder look, like a tougher, you know, more hip hop I guess look, hip hop look. Um, but the choreography and the dance moves are very flamboyant and feminine at times. And I'm not saying you can't be like feminine and like you know powerful or whatever, but they're very. Uh, the very kind of almost weak kind of positioning, you know, the, it's more like flailing rather than having powerful moves. And if you go back and look at the music video, especially the the chorus is where they're doing the mic drop kind of motion. They're literally kind of just like, you know, flicking their wrists downwards. And that's not a, maybe if you do it like really quickly and like followed by another, another move of the wrist it could be fine but it's just kind of like this eh eh you know yeah it doesn't really have a lot of power in it you know it doesn't have that oomph it doesn't have that like kind of grit that you need 
for like this harder, more tough, like powerful concept that I think they were trying to go for. Yeah, I, I mainly agree. Like, it's like this choreography is not bad. We're not saying it's bad. We're not saying they no. shouldn't do this. It just doesn't match with the look that they're trying to portray, especially in the first minute, right? Yeah. And not even the mic drop part. Like, I think the whole build up part, like the Jungkook part, where it's like they're doing this like body wave, but it's more like they're like fake jumping jump roping. Rope. <laughs> yeah. It's just so not consistent, I feel, with what they were trying to go for. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but I kind of get it because, of course, BTS is never going to go full hard, right? But but I think it's especially apparent how kind of... What's the right word? Kind of like hot and cold. They're like very ambivalent about um, what they're trying to do. No, I, I think it's like weirdly the opposite. It's like how planned and packaged it is, right? Mm. Because K-pop girls actually don't really like... I mean, not K-pop, K-pop fans... Uh, don't really like real hard people, right? They like, Korea likes these kind of half flamboyant, half sensual, are you a guy or are you a girl type of guys, right? Mm -hmm. And I think it's especially apparent in this music video because it's set up like they're going to be kind of manly, quote unquote, right? But they don't actually follow through on it and it's a really, really weird dichotomy of things. Yeah, I mean, that that's... That's what I'm I'm trying to get at. It's just it's just very But but it's like you can see the seams in the K pop plan it, rather than it yeah. being like they didn't plan well enough or they didn't yeah. think about it, right? I think they thought about it too much and Yeah, it, it it's strange it's just like over planned ambivalence almost, right? Like over planned right. half and half. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. And we've said it a hundred times. If you want to appease to an American audience, this is not what you want to do. Like, you don't want to go faux gangster, faux hip-hop, rippity-rap hands. Like, you don't do that. Like, that's actually one of the good things, I think, about the DNA performance is that it doesn't do that. It's, like, kind of cute and kind of musical, right? Mm -hmm. um, that song in itself is not the greatest and the dance is not one of their best, but like, I think that served as a much better opening salvo, right. Than than this would have been, because this is just, it's just like, I had friends, uh, uh, like American friends, like white people <laughs> for lack of a better term message me when they saw the American music awards, They're like, Whoa, who, who's this group? Right. Of course it was also like, why do they all look like girls? You know what I mean? But like, mm -hmm. I, I think if they saw mic drop as their first thing, they'd be like, they would be laughing. Yeah, they might be laughing. And again, it's it's the thing. It's like the look, not only the clothing, it's the hair, it's the overall uh, styling, right? It's just so blatantly K-pop cultural appropriation, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's like the the part about K-pop that we don't that you're not proud to show. Yeah, cringy and yeah. juvenile. And, you know, it's not Block B level, okay? We understand that, right? But oh, it's, yeah. That's another, yeah. It's, again, it's it's very icon level, right? It's very yeah, icon level. Yeah, it's pretty bad in that. So the music the music video, actually, though, uh, I think you and I agree that there's a huge chunks of the music video where we think it's actually pretty all right. Yeah. Like uh, like you were talking about how the first, the first rap, uh, that's pretty good. And dancing in an interrogation room, right? That's pretty good. Uh, like you said, there's not a lot... Not a lot of cuts, and there's some good transitions. Some um, cool effects. Good use, yeah, good use good use of sets also. Uh, but kind of 
like the song uh once the chorus hits uh the song is gets a lot worse and once the chorus hits the music video gets a lot worse yeah you know? yeah like like the first minute and a half is like very different than the rest right yeah um there's actually a cool like I don't want to say twice to the first, but like there's a cool part where like the rest of the guys are like slow motioning, exploding away from a table and one guy's in real time walking forward and like that's so cool. And then the chorus hits and it's like cut, flashing, flashing, cuts, cuts, flashing, flashing, cuts, darkness, cuts, cuts. And it's just like uh, Steve Steve Aoki Zordon in the background. Yeah. You know? It's like, okay, what are you doing back there, Steve Aoki? Like it's just weird, man. Yeah, and then after that, it's like, mon- cars, cars, auto-tune, yeah, uh, Rap Monster wearing hair that definitely he should not be wearing, you know, like, but then it goes back to, like, this kind of faux one-take that BTS is kind of known for, except it's way more basic than Joro. It's, they, like, start dimming and s- slow-strobing the lights for absolutely no reason, just to make it the look darker, you know what I mean? Like, it- yeah. Like, it would have been cooler. Like, this is a K-pop, motherfucking K-pop video, right? Yeah. Would have been cooler if they got an American director to do more an American-style one. You know what I mean? Yeah. But but that's a constant back and forth that we have with this, which is like, we have said before that there's really no way for a K-pop star to transition to be an American star, right? It, that's the very hard. just so different, yeah. So we, we would say, like, well, they just need to be K-pop. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do what makes them popular. You know? Yeah. And this is kind of exactly what we said they should do. You know what I mean? But yeah. I also don't like it. <laughs> it's, it's because the things that they're doing, it, it's not, it's not like best representation of the thing that they do well. You know? Yeah. Like BTS, they're really good dancers, but this choreography was kind of a head scratcher, right? And like, they're arguably pretty good rappers and a lot of the rapping in this is just not good. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I think as far as music videos go, like it's probably like, even though the, I think the editing is much better than their recent videos and the tricks and stuff. I think the actual sets and the looks of it were just really boring and not great. Um, I fully understand they're hardworking dudes and they probably had to do this in record time. Right. Yeah. I, I understand that there are all sorts of like extenuating circumstances, but that doesn't change the fact that, I feel like it the was product just, is product's what not, it is. Yeah, yeah, not as great as it could be. But there's just like for every cool moment in this, there's a cringy moment in this. Almost twice, like every cool moment, there's two cringy moments. I mean, yeah, yeah, maybe it's just it's kind of a shame, you know. I mean, full props to BTS, and I, and I think that they did an amazing job representing K-pop in America. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just kind of wish this was better. <laughs> yeah. Now that they got the limelight, right? I, I just yeah. kind of wish this was better. Or, you know, instead of Steve Aoki hired uh, Rehab. DJ Snake or Rehab or, or, or dude, Marshmallow. DJ Snake, Marshmallow. I mean, any famous EDM artist nowadays, right? Like, of yeah. course, they're not going to have the money to do that. But fuck, yeah. that'd, be, that'd be really cool. Well, speaking of uh, okay-ish songs, but with terrible vi- music videos, John. <laughs> yeah, the next song uh, we're going to talk about in our Big Names No Games section is Red Velvet uh, with their song Peekaboo. Yeah. 
so this song, like almost every other SM song, is produced by a uh, committee. <laughs> Moonshine, this person named Ellenberg Talbom, and a Swedish singer-songwriter, Kazi Opeya. So a lot of European folks in this. As uh, always. These, yeah, as always. And the song is actually kind of, it's kind of decent. It has a, a very poppy, kind of catchy kind of chorus back in track. And I think it, it, it kind of has this quirkiness that Red Velvet has also. But uh, the rapping and uh, the, the, the I, I guess you'd call it rapping or fast sing-talking parts and sing-talking parts that we always are not a fan of, right? Yeah, I mean, it definitely sounds like a Red Velvet song, right? The way they sing, the little flourishes that they always put in. Um, although they, I think they're letting Wendy sing a lot, a bit more in the recent couple of songs, which is really good. Makes me happy. Makes me happy. Yeah. Um, she's got a great voice, but this is like, you know, it has a, a bare bones kind of not xylophone, not bells, but it's like the kind of like kitty kind of song. I don't know what instrument that is. Like that's pretty good, right? That's a backing track with its own melody, which is something that we've said, or at least I've said, I really enjoy and prefer and want. Yeah. The problem is, is this song is like, it's a slow, but it's not a slow, sexy song. It's not a slow <laughs> R&B song. It's not a pop song. It's, it's, I don't know what the feeling I'm supposed to get when I sing this song, which is not what you want in a song. You know what I mean? Like what uh-huh. mood are you supposed to be in for this song? Right? Like it's kind of a downer. Yeah, they're kind of singing this in his like kind of depressed way, right? Like, na na na. Yeah, it's like they purposefully were like show as little emotion as possible until Wendy gets a little flourish, and then yeah. it's back to no emotion again. And then, but the backing track is like really almost like busy. It's really upbeat. It's just like you know, it's like going right. And the way they're singing it is just total opposite of way the backing track is. Yeah, like like I feel like it'd be a really good B side song, you know. But it's just, I mean, the nail in the coffin is really the rap. And the rap la- is early in the song, and it's relatively long. <sighs> right? It's bad, yeah. It's bad. And we've always knocked Red Velvet for their raps. I feel like they were learning in their last couple of releases. <laughs> like, I can't actually remember if there's a, 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 a terrible rap in um, Red, Red Flavor. Um, I don't think there is, at least not super noticeable like this one. Or, or either we blacked it out. Yeah. <laughs> blacked it from our memory. But I listen to Red Flavor a decent amount. And even if there is a rap in there, um, it's it's really it's either uh, short. It's really fine. Yeah. It's either short or it's digestible. Right. It's not like um the Dum Dum one with the Michael Jackson one that lasts. Oh, that was pretty bad. Years. Oh jeez, that was pretty bad. Wait, that's Dum Dum, right? Yeah. The Michael Jackson bad one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She makes all those Michael Jackson references. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that sucks. But 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 the real main problem here, and and the real main problem with Red Velvet in general is the concepts. Whoever yeah. invents concepts. You remember sometimes we say, "Why do some people try so hard to make cute girls not cute?" That people is people need to work, man. Yeah, that people is Red Velvet stylist in a nutshell. People need a people need a job, you know. People it's like a special job. job. This whoever right. styles them or comes up with a concept is especially great at making them look terrible. Okay, and also so eccentric. Uh, so first off, this concept kind of has almost like a Halloweeny feel, like a Stranger yeah. Things feel, 
And it was released like November 17th, like halfway through November, like almost Thanksgiving time. Like, yo, you should have released this three weeks, maybe even six weeks earlier, you know? Yeah. Like uh, it, if it, like earlier and I was saying, like, what's the feeling for this? Like I uh, creepy, I guess. Creepy. Is yeah. The closest creepy, thing. Creepy, not in a spooky, scary way, but creepy is just like. It's just kind of unselling. Killer? Yeah. Yeah. So Halloween would have been the best time to release it. And yet yeah. they still fucked that up somehow. So the plot is is that they lure and kidnap a pizza man and they crossbow him at the end, but he escapes. I don't well, know. He grazes what and misses him. Yeah, I don't know what they're trying to to portray. So Red Velvet before I can't remember which video it was, but it's when they're they're all trying to kill each other and stuff. And it's kind of humorous. Russian roulette. Russian roulette, yeah. That music video was actually, I think pretty funny and like well done in its darkness but this video's darkness is just like it's just dark dark it's like you know, a like, bad young adult uh st- story kind of dark yeah it's 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 so it, it's kind of like a, a horror film that's just so bad it's kind of funny you know yeah but yeah. it's still but they still throw in like a scene or two where it's just like oh that's really fucked up or something or you kind of get that feeling you know it's just so ugh, yeah, yeah. It's it just I just don't. I, I have like so many emotions, but I can't. They're just so. They just want to burst out, and I just want to be like, I just want to yell at whoever's in charge of this. They're like, very I, complex. I really yeah, very complex. Complex disgust because is. it's not just that I don't like the concept, which I don't like the concept. Like, why the fuck is a k-pop group i just don't understand this concept in general like who wants to see this i don't fucking know but even then they can't even do it well they Mm. there's an insane amount of cutting an insane amount of cutting in this music video um it uh very much like other uh f uh not fx songs but including fx songs but like sm songs like the music video requires a 12 page tumblr essay like that's bad that's bad storytelling that's bad storyboarding that's just bad Okay, if you don't understand what's going on, that's bad. And also, like the set setup and kind of like the camera work is, it was not great. Like the sets are like red, very red velvet style, very weird, but just so kind of like quirky, just for quirky sake. Like, why would you do? Why would you put that there? What's the, what's the point? And also, like the camera work, there's a lot of weird movements with the camera that that I, I think aren't good cuts. Like, I, I I get that it's very kind of choppy or, like, you're trying to make it creepy or spooky, but it's just it's just not doing it, you know? Yeah, I think the cuts are especially bad because maybe that was the point to make it choppy, to make it feel uncomfortable. Well, yeah. congratulations, you done did it. And, again, they have some very beautiful girls, very, very beautiful girls in Red Velvet, right? Very, very attractive. And like either they make it so you never get to see them for more than a half second because of all the cuttings or they put them in an awful ugly wig or they put them in an awful ugly outfit, right? Yeah. Or again, Red Velvet has a lot of dances and they're weird esoteric dances, but I think the dance for this is also just weird and doesn't match the cadence of the backing track. It It... It's kind of weird and creepy, not in the fun way that like our middle school students do, you know? Yeah, and and like the point for the dance is 
is it really a dance? It's kind of just a pose, really? The claw like, thing? It's it, No, they're like, they're like making it okay with their eye and just like rotating it. Then that's oh, the point. I don't even know what you're talking about. That's how awful <laughs> this music video is. And I'm like, oh, I'm saying I, I'm watching even the dancing and like maybe the reason they're cutting it so much is because of the parts that I'm watching, they're not even together. It doesn't even uh, look like they practice enough for it. And that's even before we even get to the outfits. Yeah. Oh, the oh, the outfits. Okay, to be fair, there are some outfits that are like okay. Um, not all the outfits are terrible, but the ones that are terrible are especially terrible. And the person, their stylist, like you said, uh, is just I bet they're fucking bored. Cause in like every kind of uh, costume design or like set, there's just one girl that's wearing a different, totally different style than the other four. But not even a good other style. Yeah. An uglier style. Like, when they're wearing those red outfits, I'm like, oh, yeah, red outfits, they're good. But then Wendy gets this, like, red plaid, like, Christmas, like, power suit thing. And it's just like, no, I don't like that. And then when everyone, uh, and Silky gets to wear this, like, pretty decent-looking blue costume. But everyone else is wearing this, like, ugly, rainbow, horizontally striped, like, one piece. Or, like, the sequined or shit like that. And then... There's another one where they all wear kind of like pretty pretty good looking things, and then Irene gets this really fucked up, like sequined, bedazzled, like ugh, it's just shiny and like gaudy and looks so cheap, and it's just like <laughs> I swear they're like okay, someone has to do it for this costume like set, and they had to draw straws, and then one person got fucked up or one person got lucky. And it's just, uh, just their stylist is just so fucking weird, man. I think at all points involved in this, they fucked up some shit. Like, I think the choreographer, it just doesn't match this type of song. I feel like the choreography that they're doing, um, the outfits will look bad. The music video director is bad. I just don't understand, man. I just don't understand. Like, there is potential for a dark, unsettling music video. There is. But you don't need to cut it to shit. You don't need to just go commit. You know what I mean? Or at least make it a, what do they call it? Like a movie version or a horror version or, you know, as far as this being the main piece of content that they're putting out for this song, I I just think it's a misstep on on all parts, except the song is decent. It's not a great song, I don't think. It's definitely not as good as Red Flavor, but it is better than Rookie Looky Looky. That's for damn sure. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh, you don't, yo, you don't. You don't even know. I don't even know, man. Like, I might download this song, um, but I refuse to download Rookie, and I never did, and and I don't want to listen to that song ever again. Um, but speaking of songs, I never want to listen to again. <laughs> um, uh, you know, every year we get this kind of group that that kind of rockets sky high in our minds, and then proceeds to fuck themselves in the in the face every release subsequent to that, like. Yeah. G-Friend has been kind of like that recently. 17 was kind of like that for a very long time where we were like so excited and then they just kept doing weird shit. The next group is the recent version of that. Uh, The next song is by Card with their new song, You In Me.
방향편 곳곳에 박힌 니은 적도는 파편을 사표도 오는데 발표 아침이나 발표된 실은 안 바뀌어 상실감하는 가초 운전하는 못 밝혀 니 부재부 결핍 무기력증에 이른 갈피 고달파진 갈증 내 목을 휘감듯 숨조차 벗었네 박동은 못해도 반쯤 죽어있는 내 사품 First off, you in me sounds so creepy. And if you thought Red Velvet was creepy, this is creepy. Okay. Yeah. This is fucking creepy. For uh, I mean, just for record, uh, it's produced by Taugui and Nasen. Uh, Taugui also did uh, Ola Ola. Uh, no Big Tone or EJ Show who worked on the songs that we kind of like the first three songs. Um, and it's definitely uh, apparent in the song. Yeah. Like, I think Dalgui and Ola Ola was, like, trying to at least emulate, but very badly, the uh, Big Tony J Show songs. Yeah. But this one, they were just like, ah, fuck it. Let's forget interesting backing tracks. Let's just forget that whole concept. And let's just do a super generic one. Yeah. Oh, but the main culprit of, the, of why this song is so terrible is the rapping. Mainly... Uh, the first guy, Joseph or Joseph's uh, rapping, that needs that needs to be cut out completely. That almost I almost shut this fucking song right off when I heard him rapping, and then I was like, okay, hold on, it's card. You gotta you gotta listen to at least you know seventy five percent of the song. It, it, this song for it, it tries really hard for about uh, what you wrote here forty seconds. I think it might be a little bit less than that, but they're trying to to get this mood going for the song and maybe you're kind of buying in and then joseph comes in he raps and you just want to burn your whole like setup down you know yeah like unlike rumor i think rumor is the one that starts pretty much with joseph's rapping like this is even worse because of what what you just said which is like they're trying to get this like slow sensual feeling going and joseph's rapping is the opposite of that feeling right it is full-on motherfucking mad clown rapping right and if you like Mad Cloud Rap, we're not even talking about the quality of the actual rap, right? Yeah. We're just saying that that styling d- does not matter. Whether it's good or bad styling is up to you, right? But that styling is an entire mismatch with the rest of the song. Awful. Terrible. I, but I don't even think he's the main culprit. I think he has, he is equal parts of fucked up um, <laughs> as the rest. Like, uh, so the backing track, again, bad. Nothing memorable about it. Nothing interesting. At least Rumor, despite not liking that song, has a decent backing track, right? Of course, uh-huh. Oh Nana, and of course, the other one that escapes me <laughs> had decent ones, right? Um, Ola Ola, not so much, but better than this one, right? So, Jason's rapping bad. Backing track, bad. bad. Um, chorus, bad. There's no chorus. 
It's yeah. awful. Um, terrible. Bad. The dancing. Bad. bad. <laughs> Completely I, recycled shit. I've seen all these moves before, and it's like... I've seen all the angles, camera angles. It's it's not even... You know, because like in K-pop, like some moves will get will recycled and, and such, and that's fine. Right. Because, you know, sometimes you'll be like, oh, yeah, that looked like I, I saw it in some other whatever, whatever. But this is like almost literally exactly the same as like the moves that they've been doing, you know? Right, there's a difference between, oh, like, oh, I've seen, like, this one little part in another song. It's like, are you just dancing the same thing? Are you just dancing the same thing as the other song? <laughs> yeah, it's guy? just like when you watch a Girls, watch a girls Day or, or an A-Pink kind of video, and you're like, oh, I saw that move done in, like, some other girl group's choreography before. But this is just like, I saw this dance move done in your last music video. Like, please. Yeah. And, and and it's not shot well. The music video is like unnecessarily dark because they're trying to bullshit a tone and a mood. Again, I literally just went to a random part in the dance and I was like, I've seen that motherfucking move. Went to another random part. I've seen that motherfucking move, right? Yeah. And then, so wait, hold on. We got rapping is bad. Yeah. Dancing is bad. Backing track is bad. Music video is bad. Concept. Uh, concept might even be the worst out of all those things. First off, we why are you setting up this romantic, weird kind of feeling between like members of your own group? It just seems like a weird fanfic thing that like doesn't need to happen. Is that your is that your your intention? And also, uh, surprise necrophilia. <laughs> um, what <laughs> like? Who's storyboarding this? Please. Yeah. So if you didn't watch the video. Like the first half is like the girls kind of like all up on the guys. These kind of like they're they're paired off, right? One guy, one girl, one guy, one girl, and then seventy five percent away through the video, you find out that the guys were actually dead the whole time, and they were just necrofeeling, uh, necroing them. You know what I mean? Right? Like they they had to dress them up in their fancy ass suits and like for dinner, and there's like one scene of of her just like shaving the guy and he's just like dead in the shower, like in a bathtub. And you're just thinking, why, why did you make me watch this with my own eyes? Yeah. It's, and again, this video was released November 21st. Like if it was Halloween, okay, maybe. Right. But they didn't even do that. What are we doing? What are we doing? It's just everything good about card is now what's bad about card right they just just threw it all out the window but maybe we just expected too much you know (coughs) i I don't know you know like we were saying hey you guys need to try different things you need to try different things oh it's different all right (laughs) it's different but it's now it's just like oh wait don't do different bad things right i don't know it's just such a sad it's just so sad to see card end up like this you know what i mean Uh. like we want them to succeed but this was just a, a misfire on on all accounts. Like, at least the Revelva song had a decent song. But right. this song is just so bland. I just don't even understand. Well, speaking of not understanding things, we got one last song, Josh. Oh, boy. Who this sings? is probably the worst culprit of them all. <sighs> this song is by a very famous uh, artist, Rain. Uh, he put out a song called Gang. Hey, 
This song was so ridiculous that Steven, you wrote here that when you saw this song, you thought it was a parody of a Rain song. It was that bad. I right? thought it was an SNL parody of Rain about his old songs. Like, I thought he was like, you know, it would be funny if I did all the stupid ass shit I used to do in like the early 90s, guys. But no, this is a real music video. He really thought this was a good idea. He really thought these outfits were a good idea. He really thought this song was a good idea. I can't believe it. Oh, oh Lordy me. So if you don't, if you didn't watch the music video, Rain is dressed in complete 90s gear, right? Like big shoulder pads. Um, He's wearing this like visor, (laughs) this like tinfoil. I don't even know what it is. This like... Aliens don't look at me visor um, that he used to do way back in the day. Aliens don't look at me But it's intermixed with Pimp Rain where he's wearing like a leopard skin um, jacket and he's got gir- like girls around him in his Jeep and his car. And, and the song is just like $100 bills, $100, $100 bills. And it's like, why? it's why so laughably immature i should say you know what i mean like this is a grown-ass man this is a grown-ass he just recently got married like married to a really beautiful woman (laughs) what are you doing did you just give up did you is this just you giving up dude like i just i feel sorry for her i feel sorry that she needs to see her husband do this (laughs) doing this this, crisis to make money like And then, like, halfway through this, like, hard-hitting rap rain, it's like, slow jam rain, I'm a slow jam you. <laughs> Just kidding, guys, rap. $100 bills. <laughs> and, like, oh, it's geez. so self-serious. He's like, he's like, in his mind, I can hear it. He's like, I bet I look like a fucking badass right now. But it's just so bad. Oh, man. And then, like, there's, like, weird, like, editing. Like, sometimes the editing, he lets it breathe. And then sometimes it's, like, really forced 90s, like, I'm a badass editing. And it's, like, oh, It's just, like, noises and, oh. Just stop I just, it. I really wish I I didn't have to watch this. Like, it's this. Because some music videos, you know, when you watch during the week and you're just, like, okay, I can just skip this. But this one's just like, oh, God, I have to, like, torture myself and watch songs like this, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I really I really thought this was, like, an SNL parody. I really thought it was. Because at first, I couldn't even recognize it was Rain. 
It's laughable. It's, it's so laughable. laughably bad. But a good time if you want to smile. If you want to laugh. Yeah, if you want to laugh at how serious things are. Hundred dollar bill. Hundred dollar bills. <laughs> but you know what, though? You know what? At least it has that part. Can you sing any of Car's part? No. You know no. what I mean? Nope. So Rain's got it better than Card, I guess. So yeah, that was uh, a very angry uh, big name no games. We had a lot to say as we always a lot do. Of, um, a lot some of are, negative things, yeah. Yeah, some of our fans are like, "Do you even like K-pop anymore?" And it's like, I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> we, tr- we try. We do try. We try. Um, but again, I think even though this wasn't the strongest of all episodes, uh, musical wise or even us wise, um, there are some great songs in this episode. Um, that make me feel happy, make me feel good. Um, you should guys give that a chance. Or at least tell us. Tell us why we're wrong on Mic Drop. Tell us why we're wrong on Peekaboo. Tell us why we're wrong on Rain's Gang. But we know try. we're right. Well, you know you we're right try. on cards. You, and you me. can All right, fucking you know. try. <laughs> uh, so yeah, message us on Slack. I don't know. On Twitter. I don't know. On email. This week in K-pop, gmail.com. Whatever you guys want to do. That's it for this episode. We'll be back next week with some type of after show. We have no idea what it's going to be. And uh, happy new year. Yeah, happy new year. Bye. $100 bill. $100 bill. $100 bill.